Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. And this is Jordan, Jesse, go! This week on Jordan, Jesse, Go, we finally find out the answer to the ultimate question. Which Bart Simpson is the best Bart Simpson? Let's go. It's Jordan, Jesse, Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. Jordan, you remember, uh, I don't know if you remember this, uh, it's a type of gum called double mint gum. Uh, yeah, vaguely. Okay, I'm going to tell you a little bit about... I mean, I've never been much of a gum chewer, but... I'm going to tell you a little bit about this double mint gum. Okay. Number one, it's double your pleasure. Okay, Number two, it's double your fun. Hmm. And I think that's the situation we have here today, Jordan. (laughs) Oh, we're... we're, So we're doubling our pleasure and our fun. Right, exactly. Because of the gum I'm chewing. (laughs) I don't think I can, uh, I don't think I can jack off twice over the course of one show. (laughs) Okay, sorry. Let me explain the male refractory period to you, Jesse. This is only an hour and 15 minute program. Sure. Um, Jordan, you're, you're 27 years old. You're a grown adult these days. Yeah. Um, we've got two great guests here with us. Uh, we've got, uh, uh, Neil and Paul, uh, Neil Campbell, Paul Rust, uh, uh, comedy writing and performing duo. Um, uh, you might have seen uh, Neil being one of the bosses of the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater in Los Angeles. You might have seen Paul in uh, in motion picture films such as I Love You, Beth Cooper, uh, which I watched, and uh, uh, the Quentin Tarantino movie, which I also watched. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget the mattress commercial. <laughs> Oh, you saw that? I think I, I, oh, I think so. I was, I was, you know, I kind of took a shot in the dark. I'm like, I think that was Paul in that mattress commercial. Living spaces, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I remember it shot during the, uh, I'm Paul, by the way. Oh, I'm Neil. Uh, thanks for having us on the show. Yeah, thanks guys. I'm sorry. Most of our comedy is funny faces based, so we'll see how this translates. (laughs) Well, we're just going to describe the funny faces. Right. These are the these are the rubber faced men of a thousand faces. <laughs> sure. That's what their that's what their reputation, their show is. Yeah, heirs to the Jim Carrey throne. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but no, I was in a yeah a mattress commercial. I think it was the first job I landed in Los Angeles. But it was like we got paid, I think one hundred and fifty dollars for the day. Was and it then, was this a national mattress commercial? No, it was local. <laughs> this wasn't for Serta no. Posturepedic. <laughs> no. You weren't delighted sleeper. That's that's the or sleep fairy. That's the white elephant. That's what all of us hope to get right. someday. But uh, no, and the the I bet if I describe it, it might jog some memories because a lot of people saw it. But it was like you you spent so much you could only afford one mattress. So when your parents spend the night, they have to share the bed with you and your wife. But the weird thing is, is like I looked really young and she did too, so it almost seemed like we were brother and sister sleeping <laughs> together with our parents. Like it was, it didn't uh, come across well. But I remember it aired during the um, the dog episode of uh, no, it, it, it aired during the uh, Oprah Winfrey um, 
what was that? The guy who who lied in his memoirs, James Fry. Yeah, when he had to come on and admit. So I remember that was like the Super Bowl for. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but Neil literally was in a Super Bowl ad, weren't you? That my one and only commercial that I was ever in. Yeah. Wait, which which Super Bowl was ad was? I remember seeing you in a Super Bowl ad. It was for Bud Light. It was during the Colts Bears Super Bowl. And it was me, We I grab a, the last beer at the same time as this other guy, Nick Puga, and then um, oh, fucking we, play, Puga. we play a rock, <laughs> paper, scissors, and then I throw a rock at his head and, and murder him. Now, since that was at the, um, that was during the Bears Super Bowl game, you get a lot of the super fans coming up to you, don't you? <laughs> well, yeah, but mostly asking for CPR because they're having a heart attack. <laughs> Right. <laughs> did you did you get to meet Mike Singletary? No, no. Um, Walter Payton. I someday, hopefully. But <laughs> right. were you able to pet a bear? <laughs> they have a bear on set to pet. When we shot it, here's the thing. Here's the would you like to fight my bear? <laughs> little behind the scenes tip here. Uh, when they shoot the commercials in December, they don't let us know who's going to be in the Super Bowl yet. <laughs> really? Yeah. You're shitting me. So you have to wear you have to wear green jerseys, and then they they put in the logos <laughs> yeah, afterwards. They put in the and they just wound up putting in XFL teams. So I don't know. What <laughs> you know what they Seems do? Seems confusing. They yeah. put those they put those uh, ping pong balls all over them oh, as yeah. they shoot it, so they can capture their motions. Right. Yeah. Um, and then they they actually create the Super Bowl from. Those motion oh, capture you session. know the Super Bowl is all fake, guys. They exactly. just shoot it in a studio somewhere. James no. Cameron. That's why James Cameron gets a credit on every Super Bowl. <laughs> exactly. They shoot it in his submarine yeah. as he's going down a trench. <laughs> like Springsteen had that set list planned out. <laughs> you know. You know. There's no way he just... Yeah, playing each new note, yeah, making it up has. as he went along, <laughs> each new and expecting lyric. his band members to join him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, while we're swapping commercial stories, yeah. Yeah. Uh, my my one and only commercial thus far. Uh, I was in a commercial for uh, the local weather uh, with NBC 4s Fritz Coleman. What was the commercial? Oh, so was um. Uh, Ryan Perez, Perez was yeah. yeah they actually they actually uh, they actually cast a lot of uh, UCB people uh, in those. Um, uh, oh, somebody described that to me. It sounded like genuinely funny, not just. Uh... Uh, uh, no, it, it was not. It was not funny. Oh, was it? Uh, <laughs> at least mine wasn't. Uh, <laughs> but it was. It was definitely local weather commercial funny. Uh, I was a surfer dude asking him where the best waves were. Oh, and uh, <laughs> here's a little thing Can about. Can I hear your surfer dude voice? <clears throat> So I'm thinking about catching a gnarly swell down at Doheny weather guy. What do you think? Oh, my God. I was wearing a wetsuit. I had my board with me in his office. Sure. Your real board? uh, No, prop board. Oh, okay. Um, (laughs) It's made of marzipan. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) It instantly seems. And here's the thing that it just kind of switches between close-ups of both of us. You never see us both in the same shot. So a lot of people have been asking me, you weren't actually in the room oh, with Fritz, yeah. were you? Uh, here's what I'll tell you about NBC Four's Fritz Coleman. Not only was I in the room with him, but the man stays for the reverse. That's right. <laughs> Just so I could stay focused, so I could uh, be in the moment. He could have left. He had weather yeah. guy stuff to do. No, the man stayed. He's he, no Eddie Murphy. He's like <laughs> right. His headshot is up on the wall at the comedy store, right? Yeah, that's yeah. like one of those things that. 
when I was a kid watching, we were talking about this before we went on the air, The Simpsons. When I was a kid watching <laughs> The Simpsons, now tell me they, just for people who don't know what that is. <laughs> um, it's a program. It's an animated series about an unruly family. I won't <laughs> get into details, but I won't um, even name the youngest oh, or the boy because I no, don't want to. I won't name the, the youngest. She sought Mr. Burns. <laughs> um, but uh, does it uh, hold up a kind of a funhouse mirror to society? <laughs> Um, you'd wish, but it's really an actual mirror, and that's just what society looks like. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, But, uh, where was I going with that? Oh, I remember they did a joke on it once where the weatherman, like, he does the weather, and then he talks about how he's a stand-up comedian. Like, you could see him do stand-up. When I was a kid, I'm like, oh, that's silly. And then I moved out here and saw, like, Fritz Coleman is an actual... So I'm like, I see where this yeah. is going. His, his, his one-man shows were on, like, the local PBS station. For, and that's how my mom knew him. It's it, it's easily the, the proudest my mom's ever been of me is when I was in the Fritz Coleman <laughs> commercial. My, my mom's never been prouder of me than being in a commercial. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because, like, your friends can see it. Right, stuff, yeah, yeah, know? exactly. Yeah. Uh, Jordan, Jesse, go. We got Neil and Paul here. Of course, Jordan, myself. Uh, we got a lot more to come. Uh, we'll be back in just a second. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Uh, with us, the very funny Paul Rust and Neil Campbell. Uh, comedy duo, uh, handsome men, sure. handsome young guys, uh, comedy writers. Uh, they've written for the MTV Awards. The movie awards. Yeah, yeah. Is the Do they consider the video awards like the big show? They're like, all right, kid, once you cut your teeth on the movie awards, <laughs> yeah. then... And they, I mean, I guess if I were them, I would because they don't actually even air movies on their channel. They <laughs> right. Sometimes air videos, but you, as you, a comedian, I would say I'm actually more excited for the movie. Work. I feel like they'd did be more you, comedy. Yeah. Did you prepare for that writing gig by watch renting and watching Get Bruce? <laughs> <laughs> Get Bruce and Lloyd. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, was that what that gets? We smart? auditioned for that. Yeah, but it was a whoa. That's so weird that it's Bruce and Lloyd, and then there's Get Bruce. They, I wonder if they're companion pieces. <laughs> I'm sure they are. I'm not even going to do research. I inspired by. Inspired yeah. by. <laughs> um, no, although I did see Bruce Valanche um, eating once. <laughs> surprise, surprise. <laughs> we didn't need to prepare. We came up with some pretty great jokes for that show oh, without yeah. preparing at all. Yeah, we should talk about the jokes that we really like that didn't get on. Uh, we, the, Anna, Anna Ferris. And Chris Pine were presenting an award together. Who's Chris Pine? That Chris doesn't... Pine was in Star Trek. He was Captain Kirk. Oh, okay. And we said, what was it? It was like, this this woman's uh, an amusement park ride, and he's a tree. Everyone, welcome on a Ferris wheel <laughs> and Chris Pine tree. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, uh, there was Leighton Meester was presenting with Little Wayne. Little Wayne and, and Leighton Meester. These next two presenters are um, what Batman's Hispanic butler calls his uh, boss, Mister Wayne. (laughs) (laughs) Like, okay, so obviously these are terrible, Uh, but I I feel like Scott, who is the head writer, Scott Ackerman, like tweeted some of them as like the jokes that didn't get on or or something, and people were like blasting him so bad, like like they were done just sort of in the room as like stupid goofs, and then people were like, these are the idiots that write for this. (laughs) 
Um, did you? Now, I I didn't watch the MTV Awards, but I I, I feel like when I do watch kind of one of those uh, uh, kind of non-Oscar award shows, there's a lot of like weird uh, like product placement stuff. Did they want <laughs> you guys to write that stuff in? Did you have to write like an Orbit's Gum skit or something like there that? There was an Orbit's Gum skit. <laughs> was there specifically an Orbit's Gum yeah, skit? Yeah, there was. Uh, Orbit's wrote it. Uh, no, oh, okay. even it's really compartmentalized. We only wrote specifically for Andy Samberg live on the air stuff. Um, yeah. Other people had written the pre-filmed bits with Andy. Other people were writing for the presenters, like what the presenters actually said. Uh, you Guys, know, that sounds like, crazy. How do you have a unifying tone? <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking you got, bananas. Like, Bruno's people bringing in that stuff. You MTV know, and, is known for its consistent tone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we never really had to touch that, but our whole job was like work. You know, with Andy Samberg and and write Which funny stuff for him. So, yeah, he was, he was awesome. awesome. I yeah. he and Akiva were both just incredible. Yeah, yeah. And they were like they were excited about doing new and interesting things on the show and stuff. So it was really yeah. fun. But yeah, somebody else wrote the orbits. It was like. Um, well, Orbits wrote it. I think, I'm right? still yeah. like I'm still like marveling at the idea that Jordan said. Orbit's gum skit <laughs> as a joke, and you guys are like, "Well, no, we didn't write the Orbit's gum skit." <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, you know, I, I, I this my is job proof at, that uh, the secret works yeah, as far as yeah. I'm concerned. Uh, you know, just my uh, with my job at Fuel TV, we have to do a ton of stuff like that. We have to write a ton of funny bits involving products. Oh, and, really? Uh, I, I feel like I just have a short list in my head of, of the companies that yeah. want that a lot, and Orbits is one of them. Yeah, yeah. they're probably the. I think what it was market. Hayden Panettiere. And uh, then their like made up mascot character. I think what we do is, I mean, I think maybe Andy came up with this, but sort of made fun of because I think oh, their really their funny, their yeah. mascot guy is was like some MC Dirty Mouth or something something like that. Like that. Yeah. And then like, like later, filthier. Andy was like, "Guys, can you believe MC Dirty Mouth is here? Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> it's like our Woodstock. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Which was funny because Hayden was doing that." In that bit, and when they introduced her, it was like, from I Love You, Beth Cooper, Hayden Panettiere. And I was like, hey, this could be good for the movie, you know? And then, like, not Hayden's fault, but, like, just the the shittiness of that written bit. Like, it totally sucked. I'm like, oh, all right. <laughs> and then our competition, we were going up against Bruno, and then he, like, drops from the sky, and that's all everybody's talking about. I was like, well, I wonder what, what made more of an impact, a hilarious prank on Eminem, or... Funny product places. Yeah. <laughs> well, they were both huge smash heads. <laughs> yeah, both Orbit's Gum and Bruno became very popular. You know Orbit sent out a press release that said, Much talked about MTV Awards. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that poor person. Bruno features, Bruno features uh, Orbit's Gum by following it. Yeah. <laughs> they would be like, you know Eminem had just heard about Orbits before the, that's how they like <laughs> yeah. That's part of trade. why his reaction was so funny. <laughs> are, are Orbits the new Bruno's balls? <laughs> well, they had that as their tagline long before. <laughs> right, that had, been, that had been in their print. They'd been using it for print. Mm-hmm. Now they hadn't moved it over to Ten other media. At least, yeah. yeah, well, you know, you got advertising. They, Ogilvy and Mather came up with that. <laughs> I used to work right next to Ogilvy and Mather down in Culver City. Whoa, really? Oh, wow. I don't mean to brag. Oh, I'm not because that's a boring thing I just said. <laughs> <laughs> Is I that- feel like all the restaurants in Culver City are really good. Yeah, Culver City has <laughs> undergone a resurgence, guys. Yeah. It's now a foodie's paradise. <laughs> it is. <laughs> um, hey, here's something I was going to talk about. Um, 
just to switch gears entirely. That was uh, a good segue. That was yeah, a clean, like, smooth hey, here's, segue. Someone get this guy to work on my car. <laughs> <All right. laughs> that, was, that was like Byron Allen worthy. <laughs> sure, absolutely. <laughs> uh, I feel like this is Comics Unleashed. So, Jordan, <laughs> you speaking, have a, oh, speaking I a funny that. thing to say. People laughed at him. I was watching an episode because um, Benson was on and like Eddie Pepitone, <laughs> so I stopped. And he was like, "Oh, I thought you said, meant. I thought you meant you watched it because Benson was on and you had watched Benson. Uh, oh, Benson, Benson is in yeah. the, uh, the show Robert Benson. Goulet, and not Goulet, yeah, Guillaume, Guillaume, yeah. You do, and you didn't. You're like, well, Benson was on. Comics at least is following yeah. Yeah. God. Benson has always been a great lead-in for comics. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of the friend. <laughs> it's delivering power numbers. It is guy. to comics. Uh, yeah. Right. Someone Veronica's closet. No, Carolyn okay. in the city, if you will. <laughs> um, no, so I interrupted. But, oh, oh no, quick, please. But Byron Allen, like, just turned to the woman and was like, now, I hear you have some interesting thoughts about aliens. <laughs> like, that is not a, And people laughed at him. And then you kind of had to, like, oh, right. uh, So, anyway, so you were uh, speaking of your aliens. <laughs> sure. Uh, why is it only rednecks get abducted? Am I right? <laughs> that was it. That was her bit. Was it? Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> uh, man, good. I'm I'm uh, I'm calling them today. Yeah. Just buy a lottery ticket. Good <laughs> <laughs> um, Your number is uh, you just say alien. Rednecks and yeah. aliens are like. That's I'm, not I just a... go up there. Aliens. Orbit command. <laughs> rednecks. Thank you. You scratch this off. I have nothing. I'm yeah. just a guy who works at the convenience store. So, um, uh, yeah, you're with the gear shift. So here it is. Uh, actually, a couple weeks ago, uh, I just moved into a new place. Um, nice. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, I had been there a couple of days uh, and, you know, was very excited about it. But then I noticed that I think some I, – I, I thought that some of my neighbors might be uh, like crazy meth junkies. Oh. Uh, there was a lot of kind of – uh, kind of trembling, sweaty people hanging out on their stoop, and um, you know, a mattress in the uh, in the uh, living room. A lot of stuff went down. I, I'm just gonna uh, I'm gonna offer a, a little summary of it. Um, uh, first, someone asked Jordan to borrow twenty dollars that he didn't know. Yeah, yep. just a oh, lady asked me to borrow. Man. I'm sure he was good for it. And then, <laughs> and then Jordan was walking home with a new Brita water filter. And somebody asked him if he was going to sell it. He's like, hey, are you selling that? I was like, yeah. (laughs) Because this man obviously has a lifestyle where he carries around things that he wants to sell. (laughs) And he just assumes that that's what people do when they have an item. Right. You also had like a one man band outfit on. <laughs> right. Jack of all trades. Exactly. Oh, and I was a uh, painted silver as a human robot. <laughs> um. Anyway, so yeah, just and you know, just some kind of random yelling and you know a lot of a lot of a lot of odd things going on. Now, did uh, you think it was just the people who lived there? They were part of the lease, or this was kind of like a crack house that people came to, like strangers. Yeah, it seemed who like wanted to get high. You know, I had I had. You know, I, just when I was kind of noticing the people who lived in the building when I was looking at it, I had kind of noticed this, you know, that there was this kind of young couple there with a baby. Uh, it didn't, didn't seem unusual to me, but then... The, it didn't like, seem like a crack baby at the time. <laughs> no, it didn't. But. I didn't get a look at its gums. It seemed like a <laughs> I should have, baby. Yeah, just a, just a normal baby. Uh, and yeah, it just seemed like the people they were inviting over were the, mm-hmm. the, uh. the types who... 
or I have to buy a Brita water filter at 10 p.m. <laughs> uh, from a guy. So have you, did you go over there? Did you bring over a, an Oreo salad as a housewarming? Or? Yeah, I no, did. No, they would give it to you. You don't, you don't have to welcome them. They should be welcoming you. Right, yeah. shouldn't they? Um, yeah. yeah. With uh, some meth. <laughs> sure, exactly. A meth salad. Uh, and then I didn't return the dish, and then there was a very awkward thing. Um, yeah, no, apart from those them asking me for things, interactions, I didn't uh, any... I didn't have any kind of contact with them. They uh, did a few times. They knocked on his door and asked to borrow some Pyrex and baking soda. <laughs> Wait, why do you need? Oh no, Super. that's right, the drugs. <laughs> um, anyway, but I think they're gone. Oh, yeah. I don't. I you know, knock on wood. I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to count my. Drug-addled chickens, uh, but yeah, I, they before moved, they, they Richard moved too hatched. fast, they moved too right, fast. exactly. Now, exactly. was it one of those situations where you saw them choking on their vomit in their sleep, and you were going to save them, and then you kind of held back and <laughs> fought back tears? Let God take them. Death. Yeah, exactly. Um, you have a strictly conservative side in you that you're like, no, let the drug drug takers die. Yes, exactly. What, what do you think it was? Do you think they left on their own volition, or somebody came in and said, "Out of here"? Yeah, well, here's the. Th- I, I'm 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 worried that this could just be temporary. I don't mm-hmm. know if there is a crystal meth what, version. What's of- your address? Apartment number included. Oh, okay. <laughs> Wait a minute. Uh, and I'll describe the shape of my key, my house key. <laughs> to right. memory and then have a bigger peak, one than a peak, smaller piece. Valley, <laughs> valley. Also, what kinds of electronics equipment do you own? <laughs> and what time do you go to work? Um, uh, I, I, I'm worried that there might just be a crystal meth version of Burning Man that they're at now just for like a week. Uh, Methcon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, I, w- I was listening to uh, our friend Mark Marin's podcast, the What the Fuck podcast, mm-hmm. and uh, his guest was Doug Stanhope. And Doug Stanhope was talking about how he had an annual festival where he and about 30 or 50 of his friends would get together in the desert and just do whatever they wanted for a few days. Whoa. And then, and then after a few years, he had to shut it down because shit went bad. Really? Really, he- Doug Stanhope? <laughs> <laughs> really? You and your Doug Stanhope buddies having a drug-fueled bacchanal in the desert <laughs> went bad? He's they- like, ah, oh, people, I, people I knew started inviting people they knew yeah. that I didn't know. <laughs> like, really? They, they weren't – it wasn't – because what I would have imagined was a, is a bunch of people cutting the crusts off of cucumber sandwiches. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, it's not like a – when my dad would leave town on, to go fishing or something, my mom would be like, oh, I finally get to rent a room with a view. Like, she, she could rent all the movies she wanted to see. I'm sure that's what Stan was I doing. have a very, this is how dweebtastic I am. Is my exactly paralleled story is more about um, a movie club watching movies. And uh, we would watch movies. Oh, that's right. And I first started inviting over some friends. And we'd watch movies. Um, what what sorts of movies are these? Uh, are these well, uh, Doug, uh, Doug Jones. cult favorites? Are D- these wide releases? These would be largely cult favorites. Sometimes, I mean, they, sometimes they'd be like pretty good films from the seventies, like old, like kind of yeah, Elliot our- Gould and Burt Reynolds movies. <laughs> and then sometimes they'd be like teen sex comedies or, or beach sex comedies from the eighties. And then sometimes they would be. Yeah, you know, a satanic cult chasing people, kind of, yeah. you know, just kind of fun, obscure type stuff. Or, or maybe at the time it wasn't obscure, but hasn't really 
aged well. Right. Um, but our buddy Doug Jones, he like scours. He, like, yeah, video he stores he always put together. And, and we would do this every week. Is it, do you, does he does he have a crown jewel in his VHS collection? I mean, the one that I really liked was that. Um, <clears throat> That Wes Craven made like a made-for-TV movie like oh, a yeah, year before great. Nightmare on Elm Street, yeah. and it was amazing. It was like um, it's the like suburbs a, invite you out. It's a country club, right? And it's it's also a satanic cult. Yeah, no, oh. it was great. Um, and so it had like very transparent commentary on suburbia. <laughs> <laughs> what, well, we, do, we would do this. Whoa, 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 on suburbia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, so you're meaning that you're saying that his in his crazy theory. Behind the white picket fences lies something sinister. <laughs> well, not Paul. I'm sorry. This guy sounds crazy. This guy sounds like a nut. That's insane. By the end, they've purged the evil, and the suburbs are wholesome again. Yeah, oh, right. Um, but uh, so, uh, oh, he also Doug texted me the other day. He was at an audition with um, the woman from Surf Two, right? Surf Two, yeah, um, which is one of our a classic. But anyway, we'd watch these late at night, like at midnight, and um, is Surf Two better than Surf One? <laughs> yes. Is it sort of like it Babe is. Pig in the City and the original Babe? <laughs> yeah. Um, it's the Godfather Part Two of surf movies. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> movies titled Surf. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, not beach movies. Yeah, yeah. Surf. But uh, anyway, just on the Stanhope, it was the same thing of like Star Wars oh, and right. Friends. Then it grew into a bigger thing, um, and actually. It wasn't that the strangers or the people I didn't know were weird. In fact, I liked all of them. Yeah, so they're cool guys. It was but just, it just changed the vibe. Well, it just it reached a certain point where, like, even Doug couldn't make it one week, so I'm watching some, like, weird movie. And, like, I would be sleepy by the end because it was late at night yeah. on, a, on a school night. And uh, It didn't help that you would wear your nightcap. Yeah, <laughs> my, my nightgown with my first initial on it. Um, <laughs> sure. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we, I was, like, one week I was there watching some terrible movie. It was like two. Or that Santa was there. <laughs> <laughs> it was like two fifteen. I was so sleepy. I was looking around like, "Who are these people?" I'm with. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, "I'm gonna have to shut this down, except for every once in a while." Yeah. End of story. Up. That was how I'm like Doug Stanhope, except instead of drugs and going zany, we watch. <laughs> surf too (laughs) (laughs) that's sort of what happened with your apartment complex right i mean the first people that you invited were people who you live in the apartment complex yeah Yeah. people you were cool with then they started inviting their friends and the further it gets the more degrees of separation the less control you have and all of a sudden somebody's trying to buy your brita filter for cash yeah sure (laughs) what do you think he was filtering uh, I I don't know. Maybe he's just. I mean, oh, yeah. who's to he's say that just because he's a druggie, he's he's not concerned with like crypto spiritia? You know, yeah, minerals in his water. <laughs> must be some. You must. Yeah. yeah you know what? Probably part a of lot the of people. A lot of yeah, people. Right. Exactly. I think feel like everybody knows that meth heads have fucked up teeth. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of people don't know that the reason for that isn't the meth. It's, <laughs> it, it's indirect. It's because they use water filters and it takes the fluoride out of their drinking water. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. It's really hitting the meth head uh, population. <laughs> D- that's, that's, I think, the season arc of Breaking Bad Season 3. <laughs> I've heard. <laughs> I've heard. I haven't, wow, we haven't seen it yet. Insider info. Yeah, is yeah. he going to get caps for his teeth? <laughs> Thanks, President Hollywood. <laughs> and what year does it take place in? That's just what they say about Mad Men. I'm sorry. Everybody's <laughs> <laughs> like, like, what year is it going to be? I, anyway. <laughs> Jordan's a real Mad Men aficionado. If you were wondering, is Jordan a Mad Men aficionado? Would you say you're mad about Mad Men? Would you say you're a madman? Are you bad about Breaking Bad? All this. All this you guys said, all this is true. Are, so you, are you in a biker gang for that show about the biker gang? Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> yes, I, I want to... 
Mookie, be its son? I don't know. Mookie Blakelock told me that, uh, not the basketball player, but the... <laughs> Star of the, Secret Girlfriend. The comedian, the yeah. funny actor. Uh, he said that his, his mom, uh, who's Jewish, uh, and uh, the Jewish population loves Sons of Anarchy. Really? I've heard it's really good, but I haven't seen it This is what I reported back for the Jewish community. For, for any particular reason? <laughs> no. I think it's hilarious that so, they like Arizona biker guys. <laughs> like, there's really... You so it's just, it. it's just kind of one of those weird, inexplicable things like how, like, Hispanic teens love Morrissey. Yeah. And you're like, why do they like that? And it's funny. Um, well, as you mentioned, I work at the UCB Theater, and uh, I'll frequently see, walking out front... He must live in the area. Um, what's his name? Hellboy, who's the star? Hell, of that Ron show. Perlman. Ron Perlman. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. He must live around because he. Is she surprisingly, sh- yeah, surprisingly it's... short. Right? Is maybe something you would say about Ron Perlman? Um, I mean, who am I to speak? Okay. He's short. Five eight. Uh, I, I, yeah, I, 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 I saw I him in I, a press junket situation once. And I'm like, wow, yeah. he's so short. Yeah, yeah, he's not. Yeah, I mean, he's not like a six six dude or anything. Oh, Such a big on screen. I thought you were presence. being sarcastic, like. No. He's very short, right? Like, haha, he's super tall when you meet him. But you no. know, I still think he's. I think he's around my height or maybe a little taller. No but way. He's, yeah, he's not like a massively tall Whoa. guy like you might expect for Beast and stuff. But um, yeah, yeah, he's the star, and that dude from Undeclared and uh, Children of Men. That guy is the other star. Oh, okay, okay. Charlie Hunnam or something. I don't know. That's fine. It's fine. I am president. Hollywood. They can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you gotta be. I haven't Hollywood. watched the show. <laughs> they can say shit once a show in FX. I do know that. Is that the FX rule? I think once so. Yeah. A, once a show, one shit a show. Mm-hmm. They say yeah. They'll say shit. They say shit on Mad Men sometimes. Yeah. We should have. We should have not rules FX. for Jordan Jesse Go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. One shit per show. Yeah. One shit per show. Well, I mean, this starting thing. next week. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing, Jordan. <laughs> yes. I'm. I just feel like uh, we have been giving standards and practices our outlines, but maybe we should give them our full script. <laughs> no, that's true. Just to find out if we say anything, say like like, like for example, this week. What can we show? Paul my, had that whole my... anti-Semitic riff. <laughs> sure, right, exactly. I'm actually missing the next page of my script. Can I just read off of yours for the next like minute or so? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. I love that that's my source, though. One Jewish person <laughs> told me that his one Jewish mother enjoys the show. Now the entire community. <laughs> All, All of Jews. Jewry. Yes. <laughs> All of Israel comes to a halt on Thursday nights. <laughs> <laughs> that's when Palestine can sneak out. They're <laughs> <laughs> all watching Sons of Anarchy. I love those, like, those old fig- when you hear those old television stories, like, when Lucy baked that cake, <laughs> crime dropped 50% yeah. in America. <laughs> Wasn't there something like after the season finale of MASH, like everybody flushed their toilet and there was like a water shortage or something? <laughs> that's how Old Faithful is created. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. All the, all that's the water that's where the out. Grand Canyon came from. <laughs> oh, it's a lot like an episode of MASH here with Jordan Morris, Neil and Paul, Neil Campbell, Paul Rust. We'll have more Jordan Jesse going. Did you like that? You like that outro I just yeah, crafted? Yeah, let's all choose I'm what a fucking, MASH characters we are. I'm a break. craftsman. Oh, Get I your tits be. out of the way. We'll be back <laughs> in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. La, 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 la. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Neil Campbell. Paul Russ. You guys can make up nicknames. You can make up nicknames. That's part of the deal with being on this show. Kneeler Dude? Kneeler Dude's been my nickname since 
I think I lived in seventy two. Honestly, I think like around eighty nine. Like mm. I've been in my name for like twenty years. When dude was at its peak. <laughs> <laughs> so you you're Neil Campbell, Neeler dude. So if he's boy detective. Jordan Neil Campbell, was. Neeler dude. Yeah, it's not really, I guess, a descriptive nickname. It's you want to be just, just Neeler my dude. Nickname. I I. There could be worse things. Which <laughs> let me ask you this question. And I'm asked. a Sharon Osbourne impersonator. <laughs> That'll come out later, guys. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. <laughs> what's, what's the best Bart Simpson? Regular Bart Simpson? <laughs> standard black Bart Simpson, like Malcolm X hat Bart Simpson. Okay. Yeah. Yep, yep. okay. Jamaican Bart Simpson. I'm familiar with all these Bart Simpsons. Uh like Cypress Hill Bart Simpson. Yeah. His necklace is a chain. Uh, I've seen a Michael Jordan Bart Simpson. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Michael Jordan Bart Simpson. Um, I'm gonna throw in Latter Day uh, Sopranos Bart Simpson. Yeah. Oh yeah, mm. they do that stuff. <laughs> um, which of these is the best Bart Simpson? Well, in terms of the ones that made me laugh the most, it would be actual Bart Simpson by a count of one million to zero. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my right. fav- my Visually, sure. which one's the most arresting is a different story. <laughs> I'm, of course, asking which one is the most aesthetically arresting. <laughs> Jamaican. Jamaican with a hint of Cypress Hill. In there. Probably has some sort of doobie. So you're talking up. about the J- Jamaican Bart Visually Simpson arresting. who also is using a marijuana uh, jazz cigarette. Mm-hmm. And he has dreads. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Okay, uh, uh, Paul, do you I, have... I like the Bart Simpson um, that's stuck between that fat woman's butt cheeks, <laughs> and it told me that crack kills. Uh, <laughs> good for some Bart reason, Simpson. that joke, when the... I, I assume it was probably Charles Scholes who drew that. Uh, right. <laughs> for that carnival I went to. Uh, right. But it's crack kills, and it's a fat woman, and in, stuck in her butt cheeks is a person... I don't know why that person had to be Bart Simpson <laughs> to make that joke work. But I think in my mind... When but I was it does. Thinking, Bart I mean, Simpson it does. always has a smart remark for every situation. Yeah. But he didn't say it. It's like... <laughs> look, he, was, he, was he was just, just getting strangled. Oh, it was, okay. it was just text at the bottom yeah. of the butt. It was his <laughs> dying thought. <laughs> right, yeah. Paul, we've talked before on Jordan, Jesse, go. You weren't here. But oh, wait, can, I, sort of, I, can I just the, weigh in? Oh, yeah. What's your... Uh, Tasmanian devil with sagging pants. <laughs> go ahead. I was going to say, we've weighed in on the magic of David Letterman's humor that you almost can't tell why it's so special. Right. I think that's the same thing with putting Bart Simpson in the butt. <laughs> like, you don't necessarily understand why it has to be Bart Simpson, but once you see Bart Simpson yeah. there, you know that it does you have to be Bart Simpson. know that David Simpson. Letterman drew it. <laughs> yeah. And to analyze it is to kill it. Sure. Did you guys, you guys know, you're familiar with David Mamet, the playwright, uh, film director, uh, screenwriter, David Mamet. Certainly. Famous uh, curmudgeon. Legendary curmudgeon. Did you know that David Mamet, uh, it, that David Mamet writes New Yorker cartoons and submits them to the really? New Yorker every, Whoa, every week? really? Does, do they get published? No, they do not. That's the best part. Whoa. Wait, does he just do the caption contest at the end, or does no. he actually draw he, and... His <laughs> hobby is making cartoons and submitting them to the New Yorker, That's but funny. he's never That's actually funny. gotten one published. I have a funny... Well, he's got two, technically two hobbies. His first hobby is that his second one is casting Rebecca Pigeon in films. <laughs> I, uh, I, I teach sketch and improv at the UCB Theater, and I won't say why, but he came to one of the class shows once. Like yeah. for like a improv class, but show. you won't say why. I probably shouldn't. 
You shouldn't say why. He, had a, uh, he was trying to get. I, he was trying to steal should, some material for the film. State there was. The, he knew someone in one of the classes. That's all. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um, he was. Ju- he was just trying. Rebecca to get Pigeon <laughs> was in one of the classes. She was there too. It's funny though that a guy who's all about the crafted word and like when people do the scripts, it's like getting it down word for word. Would go to an improv show. Yeah, he was very nice. Up. Very. He came backstage and said, "Great job, to everyone." Um, I have. I saw funny. him once. Uh, just walking around and he was wearing a beret. I thought that was really <laughs> funny. I'm like, oh, of course you're wearing a beret He's casually. He's an artist. He's right. an artist. Yeah. Uh. I, I read, I've read several of his books, which uh, I really enjoy because he's so, I mean, he's a ridiculous man. <laughs> just an absolutely ridiculous man. <laughs> with just every, and what's amazing to me about his books is every uh, idea in his books comes down to uh ethnic groups among the Jews. Like he is <laughs> very specific about sure. your your Sephardic Jews. Your, oh, really? Yeah, absolutely. Is he Ashken- he's, he himself is an Ashkenazi Jew. Mm. Oh. Um, and he is very keen on the differences between the Ashkenazi Jew and the Sephardic Jew. That's funny. Somebody was. I was just at a uh, at a dinner party last night, and somebody was discussing because we were talking. Was it about, Rebecca Pigeon? <laughs> yes, yeah. But somebody was telling about uh, Joe Mantegna. <laughs> <laughs> At Shakey's. Yeah, yeah. I, have, <laughs> I have a funny. Uh, <laughs> Joe Mantegna doesn't do anything unless it's at Shakey's. <laughs> if you want Mantegna there, you got to put it at Shakey's. <laughs> I have a funny or semi-funny story about the New Yorker. Um, so, you know, they have those, yeah, like you said, make your There's own There's a captions. cartoon contest in the back, yeah. Right, and I open it up, and I was like, you know what? I consider myself a comedy writer. I should sure. try to yeah, yeah. challenge you, myself. MTV you considers you a comedy yeah, writer? Yeah, if MTV <laughs> does, then certainly the New Yorker will. Right. Uh, <laughs> and so I... Um, I open it up, and in the back, it was a it was like cars on an assembly line, and then big like dollops of ice cream with toppings were on top of the ice the car, right? Okay. And so I was like, all right, sort of a combination car assembly, Sunday assembly Got situation. It. That's exactly so. it. And so I'm like, okay, let me think of a caption, and this was the one I came up with. Here come the ice cream cars. <laughs> <laughs> Very clever. Very clever. <laughs> you would like to hire Paul Rust as a writer. You can contact CAA. Yep, yep yeah. Paul. That's what the picture is. <laughs> There's ice cream on those cards. All this of is someone who's not in the captions pointing at them. And saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like maybe some people aren't looking over there, you so he's just, letting them know. I wonder if you submitted every week the caption... Why did the world turn to black and white? <laughs> yeah. How long did it take before they finally just go, stop it, fine, we'll, we'll publish it. <laughs> this businessman has some characteristics of a fish. <laughs> just saying what's going on in the thing. What about just, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Well, you found that one online, right? That the guy was just like, oh, fuck, shit. You know, like somebody just swearing at each one. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Neil and Paul are here. Jordan, Jesse, go. We'll be back in just a second with more. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. I'm Neil Campbell. I have an announcement to make. I am the author of Primary Colors. 
Yes, I knew it. I knew it. It was me. For a while, I thought that you were, but then I talked myself out of it. Mm -hmm. It was me. I talked myself out of it. I thought I I was I was thinking George F. Will, (laughs) and I'm the director of Primary Colors, Mike Mike Nichols. (laughs) What? I knew it. You're right. From Nichols in May. From Nichols in May. That's right. That's right. Some of the classic comedy bits of all time. You co-wrote and performed with Elaine May. Sorry, she couldn't be here today. Guys, she, uh... The birdcage. Two words. The birdcage. <laughs> yeah. All like thanks that? to our friend here, Thank you. Mike, Mike or Paul. Should I call you Mike or Paul? <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually Mike Nichols, but I go by You go Paul by Rust. Paul Rust. Yeah. For acting. Yes. As a 20-something. <laughs> right, yeah. Directing I, as a 70-something Mike Nichols. Acting as a 20-something. I have a special booth I step into before every audition that <laughs> reverses my age by 50 years. An age booth. Yeah, age booth. Age oh, booth. right. You guys know what it is. Yeah, age no, no. An no, age booth. Yeah. I live in Silver you can Lake you now, shorthand Paul. with us. We're all Hollywood insiders. <laughs> well, I don't, you can I'm say not... AB if you want to. <laughs> Look, Koreatown Jesse didn't know about age booths. <laughs> Silver, Silver Lake, Lake Jesse, Jesse, I have... Three age booths, <laughs> and they're Audis. Wow. Audi age booths. One's just for your dick. <laughs> I have one of the most youthful. I actually put it too far, Yeah, I have a pre-adolescent <laughs> yeah, dick. A little shirt. baby dick. So now that you live in Silver Lake, do you like hang out with the guy who edited Shrek? <laughs> <laughs> You're talking about Mike Nichols? <laughs> <laughs> Don't you think they oh, brought man. in Mike Nichols to do some punch up on Shrek? Oh, oh yeah, you know what they did. <laughs> he suggested he suggested a few gags about something he read in Harper's. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's go to the telephones, shall we? Why not? Is this live? Hey, Jordan and Jesse, this is Shannon from Omaha. I'm the wife of Duke Rayburn from the forums, and I'm calling in with a momentous occasion. Uh, the other day, I was walking my dog Ruffles, who uh, is a very small, wiry dog. And I was walking him in the park, and a hawk started to follow us, uh, flying from tree to tree and just sort of stalking my tiny weasel-like dog. And my flight-or-fight resources started to kick in, and I started to think about how I could possibly protect my dog from a hawk. And the only thing I could think of was to get the pepper spray that is on my keychain. And I actually got it out of my pocket and was ready to shoot a hawk in the face with pepper spray before I realized that that was the worst idea I ever had. So it might actually be a non-momentous occasion or the momentous occasion of realizing that I'm an idiot, but um, I thought it was funny. That's an amazing... Yeah. Why wouldn't she just pick the dog up? That would be my solution. You pick it up and you hold it close to you. Don't you think that the hawk would just get up in there? (laughs) Maybe. Hawks are agile. Yeah, they're I agile like wanna... a hawk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we went to uh, we Paul and I went to the University of Iowa, so we are hawk eyes. Yeah, yeah. So when she was telling that story, I was just licking my lips for that yeah. little doggy. <laughs> 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 but I, then I, I heard that pepper spray and I got scared. We <laughs> were ta- we were talking about me. <laughs> you wanted to fly back to your nest. <laughs> we were talking about me living in Silver Lake. Now uh, I was walking my dog the other night, 
and a fucking coyote is walking oh, yeah. around. Oh, yeah. What the fuck? Just on the street in the second biggest city in America. Yeah, my apartment is like an animal reserve. Like I step out and there's like skunks and coyotes. Badgers. And, yeah. Oh, it's so scary too because I'll just be walking along my merry way. My dog got or a not Quetzal, my dog. the beautiful, <laughs> the beautiful parrot, the Quetzal. I think uh, I think the meth heads in my apartment kept a bunch of snakes, but uh, surprise, surprise. Paul <laughs> yeah, yeah. and I love to kind of joke about. I think in the book Less Than Zero, there's passages about like him driving through the canyons and seeing coyotes, and they're kind of <laughs> like, how's he so different from a coyote? He's Just a wild, lone wolf. Yeah, yeah. It's like in Los Angeles is this wilderness where there's no you know, it's <laughs> no so law, like, you're just eating out of the garbage. Sure. Like if we're ever, we just love to kind of riff on that idea. Of 80s, like, um, saw a coyote. And yeah. <laughs> tearing yeah. apart a corpse of something I couldn't tell what it was on the side of the road. It's probably a producer. <laughs> Jordan. Jesse. Jordan. Jesse. Jordan. Jesse. Go. Great show. Isn't that nice? Well, nice guy. Eh, I don't know. <laughs> he, he sounded—he sounded like he didn't want to say. He sounded like someone was making him sing. He's it. just a cool indie rock guy. He's like an Elliot Smith type. Yeah, do he's you think pouring now, his heart out. He's put not a little razzle dazzle into he's it. He's doing Jesus. this for him. So yeah, do you think it was more of? Oh my god, I just was struck by inspiration to write this song, or was it? I want to hear my voice on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It sounds like I don't know. It sounds like maybe his girlfriend likes the show more than he does, and she's always been pressuring him. Why don't you ever <laughs> sing Jordan and Jesse songs? Why don't you ever sing them songs? He's like, fine, I'll do it. That was the tude I was. Detecting. What would make me sad is if he had been working on it for like two years. And now he had the courage, he's but hanging he's still, himself. He's still a little shy when he sings it, so he doesn't sing it with gusto. Oh uh, yeah, well maybe now he's now he's embarrassed. I think I've no, I've noticed there's a lot of girlfriends having these Jordan Jesse Go based relationships with boyfriends lately. Yeah, like this guy who sang the song for his girlfriend. There was the the lady who started listening to Jordan Jesse Go found out that her boyfriend was stealing all of his jokes from us. I don't think that was a boyfriend oh, situation. No I think that was maybe an early dating situation. Okay, early dating situation. I forget what situation. the I, I don't think it was a full blown relationship. I don't think they were not like to be rude, involved. but I would like I would break up with that person automatically because I think it's like a combination of because like, you guys aren't funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's horrible taste. Uh, no, it's just like that's like deceit plus like not being funny. Like, <laughs> like that's like the the big uh, that's the deal breaker, guys. Oh, that's from TV. <laughs> yeah, what um, happened? That's from Thirty Rock. Remember how the you know, uh, catchphrases? That's a deal breaker, fellas. Sorry, it I could was, be from ladies. a blog that came out. I was our friend. Yeah, our friends made a blog that was deal breakers that came out a, well, a couple months maybe before that showed up on yeah. Thirty Rock. And now they have a book deal for that blog. Do they? They do. Oh, that's um, good. but it's also like. On the show, she has a book deal for deal. Like it's a, it's it's twenty first century meta. Yeah. I'm sorry, guys. What, what was Art's that? imitating life. What happened? Just like a coyote will imitate a wolf <laughs> to get into a wolf. Party. What are you confused about? I'm sorry. I ju- I was just spaced out. I I was, I guess I was just thinking about Cisco telepresence. <laughs> are you? Are you? Are, are you shilling for them again? No. Are they paying you to promote other? <laughs> But well, at least you're at least you're doing the ads in a fun, self conscious way. <laughs> Is that Cisco's last name? Uh, <laughs> song guy? I get it. I see. The you're, you're talking about the Cisco rock. kid. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I, I got yeah. it now. 
<laughs> oh, taking telephone calls, huh, guys? Yeah, let's hear it. Hi, Dan. My name's Matt. I'm a 24-year-old straight male. Uh, I had a relationship question. Um, my girlfriend and I have been running into this problem where she can't achieve orgasm. and She can't climax unless uh, Roswell is playing um, in the background. Does this make me gay? Thanks. Love your show. Bye. <laughs> He was calling into another podcast. <laughs> 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 He's funny. He's so funny. The things he said. Neil. <laughs> Neil. It's so random. <laughs> it's a little. It's a little much. Oh, I'm just trying to take a stand. <laughs> well, that's good. You responded honestly. That's yeah. Good. Oh, no, I actually exaggerated. I didn't care. I just wanted to, to you I know, it was create, kind of funny. Some, uh, create some I was dissension. funny. He called into the wrong show. I thought we could do some bits about it or something. We could talk about it. What, what's, Make some jokes. What's, uh, what's, I didn't mean to brutalize this poor young man. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's going to have nightmares about Neil. What's Neil's I'm sorry, friendly, I really didn't think it was Neil's friendly, <laughs> handsome, <laughs> Midwestern face uh, is going to step out of the Bud Light commercials yeah. and into this guy's nightmares. Oh, man. I, someone's going to start commenting on any place you can comment on the internet. <laughs> 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 and say nicely. Do you have some comment-based uh, areas up there? Oh, just same place you got a video up or something. Oh, I get it. Neil, you're, you're you. the new Perez Hilton. You're so catty. You <laughs> yeah. cont- your cattiness cannot be contained. I, you just drew some virtual cum on this man's face. <laughs> You'll draw jizz on anything. Well, here's maybe why I... Maybe I'm the dummy here. I didn't think he was calling in the wrong show. I thought the whole thing was like, I'm doing a... Goofball's bit. Oh, here's just some nonsense. Yeah, it was like, hey, here's then, a little silly thing hey, he came up with. How are you supposed to answer it? When Billy it's right. loves tacos. It's like when you're trying to do, you know, like. Here's what I think. You're like a shark. You smell mm. blood in the water. <laughs> you swam up to it and ate it with your fangs. Arr, 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 I loved it. I like seeing. I like Neil's uh, exurbic. Man. Yeah, <laughs> you like it when his claws come out. <laughs> People, somebody needs to put these too. collars in their place, though. Some they're getting. I don't know. They're getting indolent. Really? Would don't you, you say, feel like they kind of are? Like about time somebody like I don't know. Neil do you think we said need it. to? Yeah. Do you think? Do you think that metaphorically speaking, we need to roll those tanks into the square? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I think we should do it literally. <laughs> yeah. We should literally no. murder our protest, our listeners who are literally having a protest. Roswell isn't the one who sings. Um, I got this feeling. I think she meant, or he meant. Me. There's a TV show, Roswell. The right? television the show WB Roswell. Alien. Um, that's Rockwell, I think. Anyway. The, the one who right. I thought, but oh, Maybe. so Roswell plays it on. Okay, okay, okay. That was the show that had Catherine Heigl before she Grey's was Anatomy, Heigl. right? <laughs> Is that right? Catherine I, Heigl I was on Roswell. That's right. right. You're right. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Now, what about John B? What does he sing? I don't know. John B. John B. The Buzz Song. <laughs> <laughs> right. The buzz song. John B. Buzz. I'm buzzing my way down to get a prostitute. John B. Well, uh, if you think I'm... <laughs> yeah, that guy right now is at home going, ha, ha, ha. Do you, okay, quick question. Exactly. Neil, do you mind... One million times worse joke. <laughs> Just, do, you mind, do you mind if I Twitter that? Is it cool if I Twitter please that? Do, please do. Joke's too good for the MTV Movie Awards. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, <laughs> I guess that would fall in the category jokes too good for the MTV mid '90s slow jam awards. <laughs> our uh, all of our going back to all of our jokes were just based on the presenters' last names. Yeah, <laughs> that's the only thing I could draw inspiration. It would be from. better. It would be better if all of your jokes were based on slow jams for the mid '90s. J A M rock and roll gangster maybe. I don't know. Make a joke about that. I guess. Her show has come to the end of its road. Oh, that's good. Uh, yeah. That's Boys good. To Boys to Men. Yeah. yeah. That's a good slow jam. Thank you. Do we have any more? I, I never knew if that was a vanity cane or a real cane that the tall boy to man. Or had. a candy cane. <laughs> I guess he was licking or it. What about, shots of that do you video. think it's possible it was a barber's pole? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. That he carried around with him because he was a mobile barber. <laughs> when he wasn't. <laughs> What's the story on that? Somebody, I thought I heard something insane where it was like back in the old days when they would scrape flakes of or strips of skin off your face and they would put it on the bars outside to like. But I was like, what? Why oh, like they... Barbara Pulse has some sort of gory well, yeah. origin. I learned. I went to the Mutter Museum in Philadelphia uh, when we were in Philadelphia doing uh, uh, Jordan Jesse Go and the Sound of Young America. And the Mutter Museum is this muse- – it's a medical museum. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's essentially a medical history museum, but it started as a medical what's going on right now museum, but uh-huh. in like the 1850s. Uh-huh. And one of the things that I learned was it wasn't until like the 19-teens that the like becoming a doctor process became formalized – Oh, so anybody could be and, a doctor. Yeah, and that. the American Medical Association started to exist as a real thing that like really made sure that doctors actually were doctors. So you could go to like uh, there were all these different kinds of doctors, uh-huh. and uh, so you could go to like a two-year school doctor. There was doctors that only gave lectures. <laughs> that was oh, one kind great. of doctor. There was surgeons only did cutting-related things. And their deal was they were they, – they, their specialty, the best surgeon was the one who did the thing the fastest because you weren't anesthetized. Whoa. So it was like a speed contest wow. for it, them. But barbers were like the lowest level of doctor. Like barbers were like today you might go to the urgent care clinic. <laughs> like in 1865, you just went to the barber and got that shit hacked off. Wow! Like the barber was in charge of hacking things. Okay, so maybe he was like a was. surgeon who had like a who had, had like a community college degree. Yeah, yeah. He's like a community college a level surgeon. Surgeon. <laughs> I, as know, a as a sort of a medical assistant is to a doctor now, <laughs> only operating out of a barber shop and also hmm. giving haircuts. It's funny when you hear. Like, when I hear about how, oh, right, they had to have a group of doctors that chose, like, how you had to get in this group and study, like, just those formative periods where things get, America right. got their shit together and, like, was like, oh, guys, come on, we need a... This is I, fucking absurd. I think about that when I'm like, what if, we've talked about it, Neil and I, about, like, if the world ended today or, like, we lost and, like, there was 12 people who existed, like... I would have nothing to fucking, like, offer at all in terms of, like, <laughs> I haven't ever looked into, like, how a computer came together or even, like, doc, you know, doctoring, some, as I would yeah. call it. I saw something recently on the internet that's, like, there's a t-shirt that's that's something, like, if you happen to be thrown back in time, you, you should have this t-shirt on. It's, you know, oh, it's, like, trying cool. to be funny, but it's, like... It has everything on it of, like, how to make concrete and stuff like that. Yeah, because I think about, like, what would I fucking do? Somebody needs to write that book and then seal it and um, 
Big Bird's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing that'll survive a nuclear holocaust. <laughs> That's actually the real reason that the children's television workshop was created. Yeah, it was a, a covert lab. program sure. started by uh, started by LBJ <laughs> to create the ultimate bird bee. We have this lead bunker. We got to. <laughs> Uh, there was a thing on Radio Lab recently about um, uh, a group of scientists got together and oh, you know this wasn't on Radio Lab. This was on uh, the Slate Culture Gab Fest. Uh, they sorry, were talking Radio Lab. <laughs> yeah, sorry guys. It seems like you need to sorry, step up Jad. your game, Jad Abelmrod. <laughs> um, they're talking about that. There's a um, you've got a lot of boing and bong noises in your show, but is it a gab fest? Sure, I don't think so. <laughs> sure, you start the audio before the official introduction of the show, but what else do you have to offer? Uh-huh. Um, uh, they're talking about how uh, you know our nuclear waste is going to be around for you know ten or twenty thousand years yeah. after. Uh, yeah, we did right? it. We did it. Earth, 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 Earth. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so you know they're going to store it somewhere, but they want to make sure that like future scientists don't come into the like nuclear waste area and die. Oh, uh, so yeah. they're wondering. They're like, what if language isn't around? What do we put on the walls? Um, and they. And, you know, they're kind of wondering, like, yeah. how do we let them know that this isn't, like, valuable? How about this isn't our treasure? Uh, so they shouldn't keep, oh, keep right, digging. digging it up. Uh, What's the symbol they came up uh, with? Just a bunch of screaming faces. Really? So, yeah, the walls of this uh, housing Scary. area just have screaming faces. Oh, I my bet, God. If you uh, walked the into ancient that? Egyptians thought the same thing. Like, how do we warn people not to Scary go Scary birdhead guy. <laughs> yeah, well, draw all these, like... Drawings that just like should scare people off, so they know that they won't be infected by these spirits that exist. <laughs> that, that are real, that we believe in. What, what they the came Egyptians. up with is an orange and yellow bird that's seven feet tall. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jordan, Jesse, go. Neil and Paul with us. Uh, we'll be back with more in just a second. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And Jordan Morris, boy detective. Nailer did. Rust proof. <laughs> That's okay. what my. Uh, I worked at a radio station in high school, and my boss called me Rust Proof. That was his nickname for me. Nice. And uh, he once bought me. Um, I had to stay in the booth, so he went and bought me some food, which was really nice. He went and bought me like some fast food, Taco John's, which is like I was. That sounds good. Yeah, it's great. It's if you're delicious. going, if you're getting tacos. Gotta go to John. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he knows. Not Juan. No. <laughs> John is American. The guy he's staying with <laughs> at this foreign exchange student program. John. Um, but he he gave the best things were like their French fries were potato lays and they were basically like tater tots. But he set them down and uh, I remember he said. He took some out and he put, popped them in his mouth and he went, you owe me one, Rust Proof, you owe me one. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, was this a real radio station or was this like... <laughs> no, uh, you know, there weren't any microphones around, but we like, okay. didn't think that it was a radio just, station. No, there was no, a lot of was, exposed penises. <laughs> now that I'm about yeah. it. And his last name was Friedman. Uh, (laughs) He said my butthole was a natural microphone, and if he just just talked into that, just speak it to your own butthole. And then play leapfrog. Yeah. (laughs) Then he fucked me.
Um, we ask our listeners to uh, share momentous occasions in their lives with us uh, as they happen or immediately thereafter uh, for a little segment on the show called Momentous Occasions. If something momentous happens to you, 206-984-4FUN is the number to call. We recommend programming it into your cellular telephone. Uh, but don't just label it podcast because then you'll call in with your relationship problems. Sure. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, guys. I was just calling to tell you. Oh, um, this is no one from Connecticut. But I was just calling to tell you about the most amazing thing that happened to me. I was on the bus. It was really crowded. And this guy gets on, standing with his butt in my face, which is charming. <laughs> and he smells like an ashtray. He smells, actually, no. He smells like. The bowl of nuts that sat next to your grandma's ashtray in her house. That's how he smells. <laughs> and it just stink is those. overwhelming. And I, I'm sitting there getting madder and madder and madder. And I look up at him, and he has a black eye. And it was fantastic. It was like the universe had already punched him in the eye for me. <laughs> and I couldn't, I wasn't mad anymore. It was a magical, <laughs> magical moment. It's important to have these magical moments in your life. Mm-hmm. Where... I thought she was going to look up and it was a celebrity. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, this is going to end. Like, what celebrities slander. live in Connecticut? Yeah. And I looked up and it was Dennis Leary, of course. <laughs> Always smoking. <laughs> he, he really is an asshole. <laughs> Ice Age 4. Whenever people say black eye, it reminds me of I had this TA. I don't even remember what the class was. Some class in college. And there's, um, you know, a grad student who was the TA for it. And he, he would bring in, like, pictures. He had, like, a, a kind of newborn kid. It was, like, a fall semester. A kid had been born that summer. And he would bring him, you know, he dressed his kid up as, like, Cartman for Halloween and stuff. Cheesy poops. <laughs> yeah, don't even get me started. <laughs> and um, he uh, one day showed up with, like, this black eye. And I was, like, just this weird, like, I guess anyone could oh, get into yeah. a fight, but it, like, is extra weird. It was this dude who was, like... Your TA. Yeah, and it was, like, a family guy. You know, <laughs> I was, like, why unsavory. is he... Like, I just so, figure it happens out at a bar and you get drunk in a <laughs> fight, but, like... When I was, like, 14 or 15, uh, it was my... Um, or maybe I was 12 or something. It, w- it was my brother John's uh, uh, third birthday. And uh, my mom and dad were in the kitchen... And they were just getting stuff ready for it. And they were joking around. And or my, my, my dad and my stepmom, I should say. And they used to, like, pr- joke, pretend to fight, like, punch each other. Oh, and yeah. uh, yeah. my stepmother's a very violent person, um, having grown up on the streets of Belfast. and has a lot of punching techniques and would basically beat <laughs> up my dad. But as a goof, you know, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. just just pushing him, pushing on him or whatever. And uh, they're doing this. And my dad's, you know, defending himself. And they're, like, laughing and whatever. And uh, uh, my my stepmom gets in a pretty good whack on my dad's shoulder, and my dad sort of falls backwards a little bit. And uh, he hits my little brother with his rear. You know, my little brother's three, so he's real small. My little brother falls over, and my little brother's face hits an open drawer. Just goes boom. And he gets the giantest black eye <laughs> like the no blackest uh, black eye mm, oh. and this is his third birthday so this is a birthday where not just the his friends come it's over it's the first but, birthday that he can remember things yeah and yeah. it's also the birthday where all of the all, like everyone's parents still come all the kids parents still have to be there the <laughs> whole time what are you doing time. to this kid yeah and so they show everyone is showing up in the backyard and my brother has this black eye that oh, literally man. just like goes from like his you know under his cheekbone to like halfway up his forehead 
Oh god! It was... And their explanation is, well, we were fighting in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, that's he got thing. in the way of our fist fight. <laughs> that's funny. We we our weren't punching. We wouldn't punch our child. We were punching each other. <laughs> but it was a joke. You leave your drawers open. <laughs> Awful parents. When I was a kid, I was... We had a drawer full of boiling water. <laughs> and he reached for the handle. When I was a kid, I was watching TV or something. My brother was, uh, like, he's three years younger than me, and I was probably, like, five or six or something. He was, like, dancing on the coffee table <laughs> in front of me. Funny. It's just like, Still holds up. Like, <laughs> and he was, like, <laughs> dancing around. And then, like, slipped and fell. A dance at home? <laughs> and, this is great. And hit his cheek right on the corner of the coffee table. And I just remember, like, instantly it was, like, blurt, like a big, like, yeah. blurb of blood splurted yeah. out. And my oh. mom, and he started crying. And to this, actually, I'm excited to see him. He's coming down to L.A. tomorrow. But anyway. Eagle saw um, the black guy. He still has a scar on his face. Oh, really? Wow. And our friend Mike has a scar on his face from, uh... The C-section when he was born. No way, yeah. really? There's like the doctor cut in too far and cut his face. Wow. No way. I didn't know that. Yeah. Huh. The scars we have. Hey, Jordan, just to go. This is Andrew <laughs> from Scar- California, Southern California, calling with Stay a momentous out. occasion. Um, I just went out to my mailbox, checked, and there was a college acceptance letter there. So I opened it up right away, and yeah, I got accepted to my first college, and Happened to be the uh, one I wanted to go to, so I'll be going to my favorite college starting in spring. My favorite so college. I'm pretty excited. You guys are actually the first people I told because my parents aren't home yet. So, Ooh. Oh, that's awesome. Well done. Thank you. Congratulations, uh, Andrew. Yeah, yeah, congratulations. Higher learning. That's great. I have a question for that's you, Jordan. Time. This is one that you, you guys can feel free to comment on this, but you don't have the repeat experience that we do. I'm always, I'm always glad to get these calls. Uh, you know, this around this time of year when they come in, we'll get a nice call from somebody who's in high school, got into the school they wanted to go to. It's getting slack off the rest of the year too. Yeah, nice. absolutely. Talk about senioritis, am I right, fellas? <laughs> <laughs> what if senioritis off campus lunch? What if senioritis was something that senior citizens got? <laughs> like yeah. they just it's knock called, over mailboxes. After you know yeah. that it's not vibrant 18 year olds getting it, um, putting their headphones in in class. Here's my question, Jordan. <laughs> I say headbuds. Do you ever feel like, and I know this is an irrational feeling, I'm not suggesting this is a rational feeling, but no. when someone calls in, one of these teenagers that listens to our show, God bless them, and uh, to say they got into their, their school of choice. Do you ever feel like they're making fun of us for going to UC Santa Cruz? <laughs> uh, yes, I do. Okay, good. I, 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 it was very subtle. Right. I, I, I don't know if you guys all picked up on it. He was making the jack-off motion with his hand while he was calling. He never said what his favorite college was. It's kind of like he's hinting at it the whole time. Like It's My, much better. It's probably league. pretty And good. better than Iowa. I don't know who the guests are going to be this week, but if they went to Iowa, it's better than better Iowa. Better than that. <laughs> I was driving through Westwood last night, and uh, UCLA is right next door, and I saw a group of college students like walk by going out for Saturday night fun. Mm-hmm. And it was, I can say it was the first like pang of like, ugh, those were the days. <laughs> <laughs> so Simpler have times. fun, Andrew. Have fun. Enjoy it, man. Yeah. <laughs> <Get> totally baked. <laughs> At least you'll be you'll be playing high school students in movies yeah, for yeah, the I next ten years. It. I get so. to relive it. Hey Jordan Jesse Go. I'm my name's Dane and I'm calling with a momentous occasion. I just watched <clears throat> Doctor Who Water the Waters of Mars. Torted after watching it on after it was on BBC One. 
oh my god, I still have an adrenaline rush. It was amazing. <laughs> awesome. Great. Possibly best show ever. No, certainly best show <laughs> All right. ever. Take it a stand. Anyhow, thanks. Bye. Okay, I have a quick question about this. Yeah. Sometimes people will... Do you think that that guy was making fun of us for not being big enough nerds? <laughs> <laughs> you know what's I'll show you, nerd. I've, yeah. never, I've never seen Doctor Who. Yeah, I, I don't know anything about it. But then I saw some reference to... Um, Someone wrote, like, he will knock five times. I was like, that sounds kind of creepy. I wonder what that is. Maybe that's like... A movie that sounds like a cool thing from a movie. Maybe I should watch that. And I just did a Google probably search. from The Godfather too. And it was from like a Doctor Who thing. And I just instantly was like, "Wow, I can't go through four decades or however much to like <laughs> to decide. find that one part." Yeah, like it sounded like a cool like warning thing that might, yeah, yeah. if it was a movie, I'd go check it out based on that one line. The only, doc- <laughs> the only Doctor through. Who I've seen is um, Have you guys heard about that in the in 1987? This guy overran the uh, signal on WGN and came up as uh, Max Hedrum. Have you heard about this? It's yes. the one time like I haven't uh-uh. that somebody uh, jammed the signal and put on their own uh, yeah. programming, and uh, he got it on WGN, and um, they quickly threw it off. But the PBS signal was weaker. You can YouTube it; it's awesome. Do like Max yeah, Hedrum signal interruption. I think is what <laughs> it is. But uh, Doctor Who starts, and then it fuzzes out, and then this, like, really, he takes down his pants, and he gets, like, spanked and stuff. It's great. (laughs) I love that stuff. (laughs) Hi, Jordan. Hi, Jesse. Hi, hilarious celebrity guest. Um, I just want to call with a momentous occasion here. Name's J.D. from Cleveland, Ohio. And this morning, on my way to work, I was listening to your podcast, uh, part of your podcast, where... Jordan was talking about a car he was following with bumper stickers and in memoriam stickers and Calvin peeing on everything. <laughs> and I look up, and in front of me in the carpool lane is a black Honda Civic with the Ohio license plate Max Fun. I kid you not. Ohio license plate Max Fun. <laughs> not sure if they're a fan, not sure if it's a coincidence, but I just wanted to let you know they were driving like they were drunk. So look out for that. Um, If this person is listening, easy on the road rage, buddy. Um, But keep up the good work. Sounds like they were having maximum fun. Yeah. Yeah. Drunk driving is the most fun you can have. It's basically the funnest activity. (laughs) It would be cool if that turned out to be Harvey Picar's car. That would be cool. (laughs) That would be cool. Dude, one time I interviewed uh, Harvey Picar for The Sound of Young America. And... um, after interviewing him for 40 minutes or whatever, like I felt not only did I want him to be my cool uncle, like I thought I was pretty sure he was yeah. my cool uncle. Did you somehow become my uncle during all this? Yeah, like <laughs> I felt like he transformed into my uncle through his uh, like uh, hard-earned working class wisdom. <laughs> uh, let me ask you this. How do you feel about my aunt? He said to him. Ooh. Figures out whether he's your uncle or not. (laughs) Do you want to marry her? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Hey, Jordan, Jesse Joe. This is Mike O'Keefe from uh, East Lansing, Michigan. I am a college student, and I went home today to to get a flu shot, and I found my 66-year-old father polishing a new pistol. (laughs) So uh, awesome. (laughs) That that can be filed in the uh, momentous occasions uh, folder. All right, cheers. Great show. Love it. See you. Did you know that you can buy a gun for like 
two hundred dollars or something. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> <I'm listening. laughs> yeah, let's all pool our money and buy a gun. <laughs> Jesse like, will have it on Mondays and Wednesdays. <laughs> like a sword. Like what is this? What do you figure a sword costs? Five hundred. Well, bucks? is this a Lord of the Rings replica Aragon sword? <laughs> That's that's gonna be more. Or well, is, it, is it mounted? Uh, or is it that dragon movie Aragon sword? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> These are uh, two different price brackets. Um, I well, the point is, it's a funk. I'm looking for a functional sword. That's got to be five hundred bucks, right? So a gun, you're saying, is the better bargain because <laughs> it does more damage to a human being. I just, <laughs> I just think it's It'll amazing. Faster and better. For like a hundred dollars or whatever, you can buy a kill machine yeah, yeah that has the power to take away someone's life in an instant i've shot a lot of guns because i grew up in iowa and stuff and i'd go hunting and that is not a part of my livelihood anymore uh-huh. at all is firing guns but it was so ingrained. part of your livelihood no. you don't you don't <laughs> not a professional killer <laughs> um, or potentially a potential professional biathlete that, okay. Oh, Cross-country right. skiing and skeet shooting. <laughs> Target shooting. Uh, but I actually, it's so in like ingrained in, in uh, Iowa culture that I would get, I remember my science teacher in eighth grade offered me extra credit points if I took a hunter safety course. <laughs> That's how badly he wanted us. So I took a like a three-week huh. long course on how to fire a gun. And I... Orange jackets. <laughs> no, no. Like you say that every hey, class. how I about wish... this? Don't go hunting with Dick Cheney. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, that's, oh, that's safety. I wrote a little song about it. <laughs> Rope it in, Mark Russell. <laughs> Don't go hunting with Cheney. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, you'll get shot in the chest. <laughs> There was something I liked about that guy's story, and I mean this. It's not sarcastic. But of, you like, got a really Mark Russell's story? You no, mean no. how he came from the favelas of Brazil? <laughs> he started uh, in the Brazilian favelas. He fucked his way to the top. <laughs> <laughs> he, I fucked each and every one of the capital steps. <laughs> he kind of. I did all sorts of sick shit. <laughs> he kept giving us like little facts. You have no idea how much of Noel Coward's come I stole. <laughs> <laughs> to learn how to be witty in song. But Neil, you like to start. Well, he kept giving like little facts that seemed like they were set up for the point of the story or something. But it was more like at the end you get to just it's up to the listener to put them all together. Yeah. <laughs> it was you like decide. I'm from East Lansing. I'm like, all right. Yeah. I'm a college student. Right. Mm. Here we go. This is pertinent. Mm-hmm. I went home to get I a have flu a, shot. I was carrying a oh, silver yeah. candlestick. I <laughs> saw my dad polishing a pistol. You're like, got to put all these pieces yeah, together yeah. now. Did you notice? Yeah. Did oh, you how about notice this? he picked up a white phone? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Quick, quick suggestion here mm-hmm. to the guy. Yeah. If you get murdered... Call in and we'll solve the murder. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Give us five pieces of information. We'll put them together. <laughs> I think we can do this. I think. I think it was the professor, uh, his college professor, who maybe uh, had an eye on his syllabus. <laughs> I said that was a joke. <laughs> syllabus at the end. <laughs> That's a college thing. Yeah. All yeah. your right. word, people I say. pulled out a specific and hoped that would be the punchline. <laughs> Here's the, here's the thing, you guys. <laughs> Magic Johnson. <laughs> Michigan State. He didn't, oh, okay. 
He didn't die from the gunshot wound. Oh, Superman! Died. Superman. I hate it's those Superman. fucking things. I had a teacher who would be like brain teasers, <laughs> and he would do like you got a box of three things, and I was just like, this is fucking made up. <laughs> so we figure out this made up thing you made up, made up. You make it up. Uh, Paul's dad was killed by a guy who shot a gun that shoots ice bullets. So <laughs> so he's a little, he's a little sensitive about this yeah. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> his, dad, his dad was in a horrible accident with a fox, a chicken, a raft, and a sack of He was trying to grain. get them across the river without... Uh, <laughs> oh, he deserved it. His dad was fucking Will Shorts' wife. <laughs> the puzzle master, puzzle master Will. Will Shorts. Oh. We have a blast here at Jordan Jesse Go. Just laughing and Don't we, joking. <laughs> And shooting and hunting and murdering <laughs> and, and mystery magic solving. <laughs> That'd be great. The next New York Times crossword, like thirty nine across. Star of I Love You, Beth Cooper, comma his dad. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back in just a second. I'm Jordan Jesse. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Fairfax High School, class of 98, Neil Campbell. <laughs> Woo! Galen Catholic, graduate 2000, Paul Rust. That's Fairfax, Virginia, by the way. Ah, and that's Galen Catholic, as in, um, well, it was named after Bishop Peter Galen, but I'm sure your listeners know that already. <laughs> <laughs> no, they didn't. Jeez. Um, Get a load of this guy. Always great to have, always great to have Neil Paul in here. Uh, and, and Neil Paul. Neil Paul. <laughs> Neil and Paul. Paul O'Neill uh, from the Yankees. <laughs> <laughs> what if you guys just both changed your name to Paul O'Neill and we're both on the Yankees? Well, you know, it's funny. I'd uh, be a slap hitter. Uh, <laughs> Neil's also friends with, or we're friends with a guy, Mike Cassidy. Yeah. And Neil Cassidy is a character on, on the road. Although, any AL, the shitty way to spell it. <laughs> and I remember Neil and I met through a, a theater group sort of open mic sketch thing at our co- at University of Iowa called um, No Shame Theater. And there was a message board. And for about, I would say, like three months, I was just an admirer of Neil's. We weren't friends. I was <laughs> just an admirer of stuff. And I remember... I anonymously... He's a, good, he's a handsome guy. Yeah. Oh, believe me. Uh, when I say hmm. he is. Uh, <laughs> That's why but, uh, I'm on radio. <laughs> I could get lost in those eyes. Because <laughs> they're crossed. Especially if you bug them out. Like just, <laughs> Ooh, makes them bigger. Ooh. Um, but I, uh, I went on... You know, I've we never should try you- that. We should try that sometime, like on a date. Like when in that moment where you're getting close, just put your fingers on your eyes. Just bug him out as far as you can. And, see if she gets lost in there. Yeah. <laughs> and she will. And then it'll be like a weird trip into the mind. Yeah. <laughs> now you see now, how I think I it'll operate. be more of a I think it'll be more of a magic school bus type situation. <laughs> You'll learn about the parts of the eye. Right. It's I guess educational. it would be more Rods like and the cones. end of the date. okay masturbating alone Uh, yeah i need to hear the story but i was i was uh yeah yeah, i never this is my confession to neil i anonymously went on the message board (laughs) and i was too bashful to say it was me but i was like have you guys ever noticed that if you take Ah. neil campbell and mike cassidy's names and put them together and neil like did you responded to the post uh, which like made my week. Yeah, we're totally gay, man. Oh man. Oh, uh, well, there's someone who I dated for like a year and a half who 
prior to that, <coughs> knew Paul and I for, what, a year and a half prior to that, and thought we were gay for a long time. Oh, yeah. Like, wh- like while you were dating, she always, like, secretly suspected. No, no, no. <laughs> well, she, I think she still calls me gay, but um, <laughs> it was... Uh, uh, because we do, you know, two-man comedy shows and right. stuff, and, and... She calls you gay because you have a hard time getting it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean... And, and you have to have Roswell playing in the background. Yeah. <laughs> and I have to be looking at myself in a mirror and flexing. <laughs> oh, so you're just a narcissist. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't, it's no, like no, American no. Psycho. Kind of like, <laughs> uh, she's dead now. It's called a narcissist. <laughs> chainsaw. Chainsaw accident. We, yeah, I dropped a chainsaw at her from the foyer. So. <laughs> Look at my business cards. Um, you guys, it was really a blast to have you yeah, here. Yeah, thanks for yeah. Yeah, I love doing it. Really you guys, we, of course, you guys are you can be seen regularly on the stage of the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater here in Los Angeles, either together or in various other combinations. We're in an improv group. Uh, yep, everybody gets excited when they hear that. Those, <laughs> those four words. We're in a we're in improv group. Uh, but Thursday nights at eleven at the UCB Theater. And, uh, it was just named in LA Weekly's Best of LA issue oh nine. Improv uh, that doesn't uh, suck. Best no. hour of. Improv that doesn't suck. Or, what's your, or, what's or your actually show? funny improv? Best. Yeah, we're called Last Day of School. Yeah. So Last Day of School, Thursday nights at eleven at the at the UCB That's Theater right. in, right. in Los Angeles. Of course, you can watch uh, uh, you can watch Paul in the hit film I Love You Best. Just came Cooper. out on Blu-ray, guys. <laughs> <laughs> How do you look on Blu-ray? Uh, <laughs> uh, Wished I had whitened my teeth. Let's and just if, you're, that. if you're thinking, <laughs> that's the truth. Well, I had, you feel like your teeth are a little yellow. Yeah, like, oh, Jesus. I already saw that in the theater, if that's what you're thinking. Outrageous alternate ending. Yeah, I got it. Wow. Wait, is, it, is the Blu-ray uncensored and unrated? Uh, you know, they were going to go that route. No. I think the deleted stuff wasn't... Uh, Uncensored enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It made it a G rating instead of PG. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. We cut out the part with the anti-drug message. <laughs> Is the alternate ending not heartwarming? Uh, no, it comes before it's the heartwarming dark. ending, and it's like um, the bullies come to the cabin, and I, I hit him with an oar. Outrageous! Yeah, it sounds pretty outrageous. It's the yeah. with an oar. Um, before we go, For a while I wanna... it's outrageous, and then when I hit him with the oar, it becomes outrageous. <laughs> I want to throw, Out- oh, yeah, outrage in the heart wanna... of anybody who's watching. I want to throw out one thing for our uh, buddies Jimmy Pardo and Matt Belknap of Never Not Funny, uh, my personal favorite co- podcast. Always look forward to hearing it, it every Very Thursday. Funny. I love. I'm shows. a subscriber. I gave them my twenty bucks. In fact, they offered because I went on last year. They offered me a free one. I paid them twenty bucks nice. because that's how much I get more than that at entertainment. I feel bad not paying wow. them. Um, our buddies uh, uh, Matt and Jimmy are doing a live nine-hour marathon broadcast for charity of Never Not Funny uh, starting Friday night, the day after Thanksgiving at 9 p.m. Pacific time, cool. all the way through to 6 a.m. Wow, that's They're awesome. They're going all the way overnight with lots and lots of guests. that uh, Lots of people you've heard on Jordan, Jesse, Go are going to be there, I'm sure. Um, uh, uh, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be on it. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, Jordan, yeah. I didn't know no, you were going to do it. I am. Yeah. No, I'm, I've definitely, uh, I've definitely always uh, had a secret pining to be a guest on Never Not That's Funny. Hey, you don't have to tell yeah. me about secret pinings to be a guest yeah, on Never yeah. Not Funny. Have you ever been on a Paul? No. Uh, Jimmy asked me, and then uh, it fell through. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy, um, whenever he sees Paul and I hilariously yeah. and mercilessly makes fun of us. <laughs> yeah. Which is like a badge of honor of Jimmy. Oh, right. sure. he'll but, then, yeah. but then he'll do funny stuff where he'll really love you and then hate me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can never tell with that guy whether whether he th- whether he's just disgusted at the sight of me or... Right, uh, it's always... It depends who else in the room because if Paul's not there, then I'm... 
Well, I'm the butt of the yeah, joke. Yeah, if Paul's what? there, then I'm like beloved. Yeah. Jimmy, everywhere. Jimmy and Matt invited both me and Jordan. I can't be there because I'm going to be in San Francisco for Thanksgiving. Um, but uh, uh, previously, when I was on the show, when we we left. Uh, I said, you know, oh well, we'd love to be. I'd love to be on any time. Maybe next time Jordan can come too. And uh, Jimmy said, no, that's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, he is, he is eating his words now. Um, I, 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 they, they asked me not to say specifically when I'll be on because I think they want people to listen to the whole thing right. and they don't want people to turn into tune into the various pockets. But I think I can say, sure. I mean, uh, what's it, what's important here is making sure that people get uh, listen to all nine hours. Right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yes, I can say that I will. Uh, I will be on um, real late. I was trying to find some funny way to say real late at night, but uh, real the early in hour. the morning. Re- yeah, exactly. The witchy hour. Anyway, the, there, yeah, something like that. Something not that, but like that. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm really, I'm really. I was going to say like when Gilbert Gottfried would be appearing on <laughs> USA introducing a movie. <laughs> Rhonda Shears. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> right around the time that uh, Joe Bob's Drive-In would yeah, come on. Yeah. Um, I'm really looking forward to watching it. Uh, I, I I hope Jordan that you'll tell me off air when you're going to be on so I can wake up in the middle of the night to watch yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so it's a good podcast dot com, and they're they're doing they're doing it. They're using it uh, uh, to raise money for their charity, uh, uh, which is called Never Not Funny. Um, no, they're they're raising <laughs> some money. Zing, comedian money. Um, Jimmy <laughs> buys a helicopter. Uh, they're raising some money for a charity that uh, repairs uh, uh, third world third world children's cleft palates. Oh, really? Oh, a that's very nice. admirable, uh, a very admirable goal, if ever there was one. So, podcast.com, the Friday after the day after Thanksgiving. Uh, black Friday, as mm-hmm. I call it, because it's when my business goes into the black. <laughs> my retail business. Um, and guess what, Jordan? Cyber Monday. Can we can we like take something. this opportunity? Yeah. Speaking of our retail business, mm-hmm. uh, we have selected winner for we have selected a winner for uh, the Jordan Jesse Go T shirt contest. Yeah. Yeah. And it's Paul Rust. <laughs> Did you make a T shirt? Yeah. Uh, Jamie, I hope you like puff paint. Jamie Jamie Tanner, a celebrity a cartoonist and a comic book author, is also a Jordan Jesse Go listener and submitted an entry. A great design that says JJ Go has our uh, faces on it in uh, oh, his cool. Jamie Tanner's distinctive style. It's a beautiful shirt. And in addition to that, for people who uh, want one that's uh, uh, sleeker, mm. maybe like uh, less of an adorable, because Jamie's work is adorable. He makes us look adorable. Uh, if you want one that's not adorable, we've also got a real clean design from our uh, logo designer, Stefan Lawrence of Elephant Larry, that says JJ Go. And uh, we are rushing them into the Max Fun Store, which is at maxfunstore.com. So we don't have an exact date that they're going to go on presale. Um, because it's the holidays and the printer's very busy and we're, you know, we want to yeah. make sure we can, but maxfunstore.com. And of course we got all the other Max Fun Store shit in there. You got the hoodies, the t-shirts, the Casper Hauser shirt, the mustache TV. The Black just Bart had Simpson. A very <laughs> Black, yeah, Black <laughs> Bart Simpson swap meet t-shirts. We just had a, we had a great, we had a great, um, we had a great, I had a great conversation with Andy Daly about how well the mustache TVs are moving. Oh, um, really? Andy is actually headed to New Zealand our friend Andy Daly, yep, to shoot yep. a major role as 
the villain in the new Yogi Bear movie. Yeah, he's going to oh be great. Oh, my God, really? Yeah, that's Which awesome. I presume is is being directed by Peter Jackson. Is that correct? <laughs> no, 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 no. Is that correct? Andy Serkis will be donning the mocap suits <laughs> to uh, give life to Yogi Bear. You know, I uh, I auditioned to be the voice of uh, Marmaduke in the upcoming Marmaduke movie. <laughs> I, really? So, I did Al Mad- so did our friend Mar- Al Madrigal also auditioned to be mm-hmm. the voice of... Isn't it just Seth oh, me- Rogen or something? Yeah, it's something like that. Uh, Owen Wilson, yeah. yeah Owen yeah, Wilson, yeah. I, there no, you go. I auditioned for that, too. Did you? And, yep. Uh, pretty awesome, guys. When did you, you get, get to say, oh, I drank too much toilet water. <laughs> How'd oh, you man. not get it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Guys, uh... I don't know if you've picked up on this, listening to this podcast, but I've never auditioned for a voiceover. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, Neil, Paul, thank you so much for being here. Uh, Yeah, thank you. If if you have a momentous occasion or a case for Judge John Hodgman or uh, you want to uh, uh, share, you want to know what we think about something or whatever, 206-984-4FUN is the number to call, 206-984-4FUN, or you can email us at jjgo at maximumfun.org. Our theme music, Love You by the Free Design from Kites Are Fun, the best at the Free Design, courtesy of the Free Design, and our friends at Light in the Attic Records. It's a great record worth perfect Christmas gift, I'd say. Let's sure. say you all you've bought one Max Fun Store item for everyone in your whole family. Then a nice Christmas gift is uh, uh, Kites Are Fun, the best of the Free Design. Yep. I right. think so. Or Wouldn't Hanukkah you gift. You know sure. what? You know it's also uh, along with the Sons of Anarchy season one. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, I, I'm just and gonna, Morrissey for your Mexican friends. <laughs> I'm just going to tease this, uh, but someone that was discussed on this week's program, um, a major important person that was discussed on this week's the program, editor of Shrek. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll be at Max FunCon. We'll oh, be at Max FunCon. Oh, who did I we hope mention? It's, I'm not going to say who Dave it was. Hensley. <laughs> I hope it's Max Headroom. I'm not going to say who it was. But the writer someone, of Primary Colors. It's someone that I'm super super excited about having there. So keep I'm your eye on MaxFunCon.com uh, to find out who. In addition to all of the fucking amazing people that are already going to be there. Um, yeah, that's about it. We'll say, we'll talk to you next time on Jordan Jesse Go. Bye. Bye. Thank you.